What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Anxiety Sucks. Hey, guys. Because it does. <laughs> hey, Mads. <laughs> hey, Brie. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Things are all right. I'm really, really, really stressed right now because we're moving tomorrow. Mm. So uh, I've been trying to sell and give away all of our stuff because... We're trying to fit it all into my car. We don't want to spend money on a U-Haul. Yeah. Because it's just outrageous. U-Haul and Penske and like even the pods, like they're so expensive. So we're trying to fit everything into my car, which means it's a lot of stress. Yeah, I bet. That's funny that, you know, you're dealing with this the moment that we decided to talk about big change, big life changes. I know. You know? So I guess, do you want to like go in more depth yeah so we wanted to talk about big life changes today because I don't know it's something we all experience especially like for our age range specifically when either you're graduating high school or you're graduating college and you're kind of like what do I do now (laughs) like what do I do with my life and a lot of people have it figured out or it seems like they have it figured out like they know exactly what they want to do um and so you know like they'll get a internship or a job right after school that is in the field they want to go into the problem is is that I don't have a field that I want to go into necessarily I feel Um, that I mean besides writing I do I do love writing but that's kind of a more difficult one to work with unless you're you want to be a journalist which I do not so right um right (laughs) get it (laughs) yeah that's good so I don't know I'm just having a tough time on one hand I feel like I'm well this feeling's always kind of there, but I feel like I'm insecure about my writing in general. And I'm like, should I even pursue that? Or is that like a waste of time? But I know that that kind of thinking is not, is not what you should be thinking because I know that I'm talented. I know that, um, I mean, like, I do know that and I don't know that, you know what I mean? Like, it's a mm-hmm. constant flux between, like, whether or not I actually can write or not. So, uh, and then on the other hand, I feel like I'm condemning myself to um, a life of not having the money or resources to do what I want, which is because, you know, it comes at the cost of being an artist like if you want to be an artist you're gonna be starving as they say Mm -hmm. um not literally but uh you know it's really tough out there for artists so (laughs) not that I'm like I'm an artist like but you are you are part of the art world so I guess but um I don't know we're gonna we're gonna see where it takes us I think what I'm going to try and do is get a couple like freelance writing jobs and see what happens from there. But 
I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to work once I arrive to a new place. I'm moving to Eastern Washington, uh, the same town where my mom lives. And I know it's sad because Brianna and I used to be only like two and a half hours away from each other. And now we're going to be. Yeah. Well, we were like. Ride from each other. Right. We were like a five and a half hour plane ride from each other. And now I came back and then we were only two and a half hours from from each other. But now it's going to be a two by driving. That was by driving. And then now it's going to be a two and a half hour flight, which is not that bad compared to our five and a half hour. Like we've, we've been through worse that's true um but yeah it is sad you know obviously yeah but um, it's okay it's just where life has taken you at this moment yeah for for sure and um moving is the worst the worst just straight up the, worst. the worst you know you just moved like last month or something yeah I did um and it was when- the worst two weeks of my life yeah, like when you were going through that, you were calling me and being like, I'm so stressed out. There's all this stuff going on. There's so many things I have to do. Mm-hmm. And every adult that I have talked to, I've been like, oh, moving is so stressful. And they're like, yeah, moving's the worst. Um, but this is adulting. Like this is this is right. responsibilities. And I'm like, I don't want these responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think like when you I think when you move for the first time, like on your own, because, okay, I've moved apartments before I've moved from like a place from one side of the street to the other, basically it was so close. And that was hard. Like that was a lot of work. And you know, it is a lot to like pack up your entire life. You really don't think it's going to be as much as you think it is. And then it comes and you're like, Oh my God, I have so much stuff. And it, it just takes a lot of time and it's a lot of work. Um, physical work too yeah physical work mental it's just a lot but when I was moving from apartment to apartment in New York I had my my parents came and helped me and helped us out and they got us a U-Haul and again I was only moving from one side of like one street two streets over was my next apartment like it was so close and that was hard um but this time when I was moving I moved completely on my own I mean okay I had my roommates obviously helping me um And that was, it just like, nothing seemed to go right. Nothing ever will go right when you're moving because it just has to be that way. And it's just so much, it takes so much out of you. And you're like, why, why did I move? Why did I move? Because why couldn't I just stay in my little hermit place and be happy? But it's just like, one of those changes you have to do and it sucks and it's horrible. But when you do make the change, like when you do finally move and everything's done, you're like, it's like the biggest release ever or like biggest relief ever, I should say. Yeah. Problem is, is that my brain is just constantly in this spiral. So I'm like, I I feel like I have this thing where, which I feel like you can probably relate to. It's like, you have an idea of like you plan out in your mind these things that are going to happen in your life in the future Mm -hmm. right even if it's in like the not too distant future so like okay I'm moving I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna whatever and then like from there on you oh I'm gonna get a dog personally I'm gonna get a dog Mm -hmm. um 
and you're constantly anticipating that next thing and when that next and and you feel like when you accomplish that next thing you're gonna be you're gonna feel better but for me I just immediately start worrying about the next thing that's coming up you know what I mean and it's not always worrying but it's always anxiety about what I'm am I do am I making the right move basically you know mm-hmm. what I mean am I doing this right yeah. am I or am I just failing completely and I have no idea you know what I mean yeah yeah I think um, oh no no continue well I just it's also it's kind of like that grass is greener type thing where you because like okay maybe it would be better if I gave a specific example so for me, I have this move and I feel like when this move is over, I'm going to feel a big release, which you have said it gives you a mm-hmm. big release. That release lasts for like 10 seconds. And then right. you're like, okay, wait, now I need a job. Oh, wait, I'm also in school right now. I'm finishing up my last 10 units uh, at an online community college. So I have that. And then I am also moving in with my mom. So as much as I, my mom and I, I love her and we have such a good relationship, but obviously living with any family member, there's going to be things that come up. So, and we had a lot of, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of drama going on in our family right now. So it's like dealing mm-hmm. with that. And, um, and it's like, I really want a dog, which is less of a stressor, more, more something for me where like, if I have a dog, I feel like, um, that will uh help rearrange my priorities because like like I've said on the podcast like I have two guinea pigs and they do a really good job at making me like why am I so consumed with my own thoughts and myself when I have my Mm -hmm. guinea pigs to take care of like these are like living beings and I need to take care of them because that's what I'm here for like I'm here to take care of these little guys Mm -hmm. you know so it kind of like puts the spotlight away from myself because sometimes I feel like I'm way too much in my head so they help with that so that's so that's also why I'm getting a dog because I feel like because guinea pigs are less of a responsibility like you don't have to like walk Mm -hmm. them or right like it's really easy to feed them like you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's it's they're very easy pet to own um, but dogs are different because, you know, it'll force you to go outside, which is something that I, because of my mind, because of my anxious brain, sometimes I, sometimes I have anxiety about going outside because my safe space is my bed in my room mm-hmm. and I feel like something's going to happen if I go outside. I know nothing's going to happen, but I still make up these things in my head and it's just like, Maddie, just go outside and exercise. So that's one of the main reasons why I'm getting a dog. Obviously to have a best buddy and to love him mm-hmm. and to hang out with him all the time, but also so that he can force me to go outside. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. And that'll also be good because I'm going to be in Eastern Washington in the middle of nowhere where they'll have lots of room to roam and be free and to play. True. Um, but yeah, so anyways, um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Just talking about how I'm constantly anticipating the next thing and I'm worrying about the next thing and 
yeah, it's just, it feels like a vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah. I think, okay. I have definitely, I, especially in this past year or so, cause I mean, I, I basically, I did basically what you're about to do is what I did like a month ago, you know, like I came back home I moved in with my mom and I love my mom. We're super close. She's my best friend, but at the same time, it's hard living again with like family members, especially if you've been like not living with your mom or your parents for four years and you come back into that, like, you know, life again. Um, It's just different. It's just a lot different and it's hard. And you, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, it's like anytime you move into like with a new roommate, you know, you have to get used to them again. It's the same thing like with my own mom, you know, but it's also a little, cause I mean, at least for me, it's a little different than a roommate because my mom is, because a lot of times change is scary because it's different, you know? Yeah. But then, like, with my mom, it's not really, like, it's different for the, for the moment, but it's right. not really because I've known this woman my whole entire right. life. Right, 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 right. Like, 18 years. Yeah. So I feel like me moving in with my mom is less of a it's it's a stressor because I know it's going to bring about a bunch of emotions but it's less of a stressor because I also feel safe with her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally Totally. I remember moving into the place that we're in now and it was kind of scary for like the first couple nights just because it's like it's one of my first apartments and uh I don't know it just felt scary it felt super different and super unsettling I guess totally in a new space you know yeah um so that is kind of one of the things that's getting me through it is like being able to move in with my mom yeah knowing that I was able to move back in with my mom um was such like it's kind of a relief it's like a safety yes it's definitely a safety net because I didn't have to I basically how for the for the listeners for the broskies basically what happened with me is that I was planning on moving into a different apartment in New York and it just kind of fell through and both of my roommates I had one roommate who had a job settled in New York and he had to stay there obviously and like that's his life now you know like that's where he works that's where he lives that's it that's his life and then my other roommate and I because we just graduated you know, we were trying to find jobs. I mean, I had this job and she's trying to find a job and she didn't know. And she had like just a lot of stuff going on. So she was like, I don't know if I can move back. And then my job, this job kind of want not, it didn't force me to be here in any way, shape or form, but I felt guilty not being in California. Do you know what I mean? a lot. Yeah. And so I just, and that was just a me, that was a choice that I needed to make. And so I was like, you know, I think we're just in different places in like different times in our life that we just like needed. I, I just couldn't go back is basically what I realized in the middle of the summer. And when I came, so I I remember I was on a FaceTime call with both of them. And I, I just like was so, I was stressing out so much and I could not speak. Like I was just I was like, guys, I need a moment. Like, I need to hang up. I cannot talk about this anymore. I like need to figure out what I'm going to do. And afterwards, I was like profusely sobbing and I had like a panic attack and it was just horrible. And my mom came home and she's like, what? She, you know, she found me in this like state of 
just chaos. And she's like, what is going on? And I told her and she sat me down and she's like, all right, we're going to like figure out, like, first we're going to figure out your expenses and see what you need to like save money for. And like, whatever, we're going to like make a plan of like what you need to do. So nice. And just like, so comforting. So I totally understand what you mean, but it's like a, it's like a safety net. And it's like, it feels so good when you have that and like that stability, which I guess we'll kind of get into a little bit later, but like having that stability is so nice, especially when everything else in your life is so lost. Like for me, everything is like, I have no idea what I want to do. I have no idea where I want to, what I want to be when I grow up. Like I have no idea any of that. So like having at least like a place to like, know like that is just like my home, you know, for a little bit is it's nice. But yeah. don't get me wrong. I want to move out pretty quickly. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, but you were talking about, um, you were talking about kind of feeling like anticipating like the next move. Like the grass is always greener. Like you, you know, and you were talking about like something about choosing the wrong decision or whatever when you are making change. That is something I have struggled with so much in the past like two years. I would say is that I kind of feel like everything that I chose to do and right now it's all kind of worked out in a really nice way. But when you're trying to make those decisions, you kind of always feel like you're wrong, you know, like you're always making the wrong decision, or at least that's how I felt. Um, And I kind of feel like any decision I make is the wrong decision. And I was so like, when I was trying to decide to stay here in California or move back to New York, it was so much of like, I'm going to, I'm going to choose the wrong decision no matter what. Like that's where my mindset was. And it was so, it held me back so much than just figuring out what I wanted to do. Like truly, you know what I mean? And I still don't really know what that means, like what I want to do, but I think like getting out of the headspace of I'm going to make the wrong decision or like, it's not going to work out how I want it to work out. is like such a, it's such a spiraling mindset to be in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, I think I've talked about this before on the pod, but like recognizing worthless states of mind, we have to, yeah. Right. Yeah. You have. Yeah. Like that is the perfect example of a worthless state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard because you want to you want to be introspective right it's like you want to be able to like take a look at yourself and be like okay like I'm doing this for the right reason or um my intentions are good here things like that Mm -hmm. but there's a very thin line between too much introspection and too much evaluation of what you're doing you know yeah and I don't know I feel like it's so easy to cross that line and because it's like I for some reason I feel like there's always this like higher thing judging me like Mm -hmm. there's something like whether it's like god or like something like something is constantly like judging my character and judging the actions you, I take. can I ask you a question yeah do you think that that thing judging you because I do understand what you mean by this but I've kind of thought 
I don't, I don't really know what I believe like spiritually, you know, I'm not like, we're not going to get into all that, but sometimes I kind of believe like that judging that judger, I guess, um, or the judge, I don't know that you're talking about. Yeah. Like to me, I kind of feel like it's just my subconscious and it's like, it's like, it's just my own thoughts. Do you know what I mean? It's not like something extra. Like, I think it's just like my own subconscious judging me on my choices. And that might be yeah. a little harsh on myself, but like, do you feel like it's, it could be that? It totally could. Yeah. I thought about that too. It totally could be just yourself, which I mean, like, that's interesting because I, I it feels so real to me that it is this separate thing Mm -hmm. but that could just be me convincing myself that it's right thing so yeah I I don't know I think it could be I mean because like what I don't know what I believe spiritually either really I I like to believe that spirituality is very real that energies Mm -hmm. are real and you know I'm kind of yeah I subscribe to all of that yeah but I don't know maybe it's like a sub I mean you went to a Christian uh elementary school or middle Mm -hmm. school both but Uh, yeah and or both and um I was for well I shouldn't say forced I had to go to church every Sunday with uh my dad and uh his ex-wife and church was like yeah yeah church was an interesting place for me because on the one hand I did feel there were times when I felt accepted there because you Mm -hmm. know they told you like we accept you basically but I would go to these youth groups and I felt super excluded from the youth group because I wasn't from like we would drive 30 minutes to a literally a different city to go to Mm -hmm. church for some reason so because we were in a different city there were all these kids from the high school there or sorry like the elementary school and middle school there so I felt really excluded because I didn't know any of them but they all knew each other super well Mm -hmm. because they all went to school together right Um, so now I'm like looking back this is me like being my own therapist but like (laughs) I'm thinking like maybe I like have is that one of the reasons why I've stayed away from Christianity is because I never I always felt excluded there you know is that one of the reasons it could be and is that one of the reasons why I'm constantly feeling judged (laughs) yeah yeah like, no totally I mean I it, that could definitely be a contributor I don't know if that's the sole purpose I, I don't I don't know I it's really in it's a Pandora's box a can of worms mm-hmm. as you might say <laughs> when you start to think about all the things that you did and happened to, and things that happened to you in your childhood and how they affect you now yeah and I think, I think about that way too much honestly it's, and it's scary it's like that crossing that line of introspection because it's yeah. like I not I can't know for sure whether or not these things really had this impact. Like you, you can right. make an you can make an inference about it, but you can't 
ever confirm it right because like mm-hmm. I don't know we don't have the ability to confirm that stuff so but it's scary because you're like I don't know sometimes it's relieving because you're like oh this is why I feel that way mm-hmm. but then sometimes you start thinking about all of the the endless millions of things that happen to you and how like one tiny little thing could have made such an impression on you when you were a kid that this that it's affecting you in your adult life Mm -hmm. you know and both of my parents have been talking about that a lot and like because we don't even realize how impressionable or susceptible when we're younger we are to the things around us right we're constantly absorbing information from our environment Mm -hmm. and so I don't know for me it's scary because when I think about one thing that happened I think oh well what about that thing and did that affect me you know right I think like I do I am the same way in that aspect of I will think oh you know this is why I'm acting this way because of this like situation or this has happened to me so that's why I'm like this and whatever and I really think about my childhood a lot and I'm not saying I had a bad childhood or anything but there's a lot of things that happened in my childhood that now I look back on and I'm like oh like, that was I'm not right. gonna I'm not yeah or I'm just like it it's like oh this is where my anxiety comes from it's because of this you know like this happened to me in my childhood so like now I see it here in my life um Do you feel like you can confirm that no I mean I I mean again it's all it's all speculation I guess but yeah like you said, I don't know if you can confirm honestly anything. I don't I don't really honestly believe in like a full confirmation of something like a like a hundred percent certainty. I just don't think that exists, if that makes sense. Dude, with anything. That is so real though. I like just don't I just don't think that is possible. Yeah. Personally. Because I think if something's a hundred percent certain, it that would mean it would be perfect in there's nothing in this world that's perfect like literally yeah. nothing like how and could our how could our consciousness be certain about anything when we don't know anything in the grand right. scheme of things like yeah the information we and we have all of these biases that you know it's like it's like remembering something like you know right the you, you can never be certain about any of your memories because your memories are always being they're all they're always warped like yeah and distorted because of your perspective and you're gonna you're gonna remember something that happened a while ago with you know like let's say a memory that we had together in high school or something I'm gonna have a completely different perception on it than you are but that's just because we are two different people our perceptions are so different and even though the same thing happened to both of us like we might remember it completely differently do you know what I mean like yeah and it's just so weird but going back on like seeing those those things in your childhood happen to you and you're like oh like maybe like this is why this happened and all that and you start to spiral and get into the mindset of like oh my god what about this and this and this like why are these why do these things happen and all that I there's a lot of things that happen to me that I I like resent myself my like my past self into how I am now because I'm like why didn't I just do it differently you know but I didn't know like I know a lot more now than I did when I was 12 you know what I mean like obviously just because time gives you knowledge so I don't know it's just so it's just so weird and I think as you're changing and I mean I kind of believe that 
first of all, I should just put out there, people change, all right? It is not, I do not believe that people do not change. Yes. I think people change for sure. But I do think it's up to the same person. Like, I think it's up to you to change yourself. Do you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. anyone can change you at all. Um, and with that being said, I just, I don't know. I think you're going to, you're always, because I believe that you're always changing and people just always are evolving and stuff. I think there's going to be phases of your life where you're not going to like yourself a little like, or you're going to like yourself a little bit less than other times. You know, yeah. I think there's going to be times in your life where you're, you know, you are doing well and you're going to like yourself. And I think there's going to be times in your life where you're not going to like yourself so much. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it just means that you're growing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right now I am in a very, I'm in a battle be- between whether or not I like myself because, Me too. because sometimes I'm like, I'm so great. Like, yeah, I, I'm constantly trying to improve the experience of others around me and that's great and I'm Mm -hmm. and I and I believe I believe I have good character you know and there are other times where I like I've mentioned before on the pod I feel like a total fraud and I Mm -hmm. hate myself yeah I feel the same way I feel like the second I turned I'm trying to think I feel like that, especially when I turned 22 is when I like became the biggest overthinker in the world. Like 22 for me is meant overthinking and just being overwhelmed. And I think it's just because, especially if you're 22 and if you went the college route, because not everyone does that, but if you did the college route, the second you leave college, college is a safety net. Don't get me wrong. It like, I mean, I don't mean to say that. Like it is a safety net. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, you're going to, after high school, you're going to go to college because that's like the next step because everyone tells you to do that. And then, but then after that, the opportunities are endless, which I think is why, you know, you get so like, that's why in your early twenties, it's so hard because you're, you have to do, you have to just figure out yourself, which is great, but it's also super scary. And I think me turning 22 was so scary for me. I was freaking out before I turned 22 and I think when I, when it happened, like not obviously like a sh- I didn't feel like a shift, but this year so far has been so much of me overthinking every choice I make and spiraling like nonstop. Like I've never, it's never been like this for me before. And I think it's because I just feel so incredibly lost. And I know every adult is telling me you have time. You're so young. Like, don't like, you don't have to figure out yourself yet. And it's like, you're right. I do have time. And I know that. But at the same time, if I keep telling myself that I have time, I'm never going to actually accomplish anything. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I have to start doing it now. And it's scary. And it's hard. And I know that they're just trying their, their intention is to be nice and kind and, you know, reassuring. And it is. But at the same time, I also really do have to figure out what I want to do in my life. You know what I mean? Because if I don't figure it out soon, or just ev- like I'm probably never gonna do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then that just brings about another question that'll lead you in this pile. But it's like, what do I want to spend my time doing? Because mm-hmm. my time is valuable, and I yeah. want <clears throat> I want to spend it well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I 
I mean, obviously I haven't had the experience of being 30 yet or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70, but I do. I mean, I've heard this a lot. Like a lot of people do say that like your twenties are really hard. And I think it's, and I personally think it could arguably, arguably be one of the hardest time periods of your life, just because you have, you're in a weird in between of like being an official adult, you know, like you're learning how to be an adult yeah, and you're, but you're still young enough that you kind of have that childhood left, but like you don't anymore. You know what I mean? Like when you're 18, I still feel like I felt like a child. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I could eat off the kids menu, <laughs> but like yeah. <laughs> now I, I like couldn't do that. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's just such a weird in between. And I know this is nothing new. Like it's, this has been said before, but it's just like, I don't know. It's so, it's so difficult to figure out yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Preach, dude. Yeah. It's so hard. And it's like, why you've been living in this body for Maybe 20 it's because it, we're years not meant to be figured out like that. Maybe. Maybe that's it's not totally like that. a possibility. Maybe Maybe, Brianne, this is us crossing that line into introspection. Yeah. We just need to live every day, moment by moment, trying Mm -hmm. to experience as much as we can. And I was watching this. Okay, so I'm going to describe something. So this this came to me from the Midnight Gospel on Netflix. You know that show? Okay, yeah, I love that show. Because I was saying goodbye to a couple of my coworkers and they were watching it and I'd seen it before, but not for, not since like it came out. Mm-hmm. So rewatching it, I was like, oh, like this show's so good. But uh, it was episode five, I think. Um, okay. It's the one where they like break into the uh, existential prison where. Oh, all- I love that's my favorite episode. Yeah. Okay, minus yeah. this. Okay, actually, my favorite episode is the last one when he's talking to his mom because oh. it just like brings out so many emotions. Yeah. But yeah. my like besides that one, just because I think that's like the best one of the whole season, yeah. is that episode. I love that episode so much. Yeah, you guys should watch it if you haven't watched it. So he was talking about um, Buddhism and practicing meditation and how something like he said something along the lines of the feeling that you avoid all day is the feeling that you have that you force yourself to sit with in meditation wow so and I was thinking about that and I was like that phrase like the feeling that I avoid all day and I was like that feeling it's weird because I'm simultaneously feeling it like because I I it's like a doom like a looming Mm -hmm. darkness kind of thing where it's like I feel it there and I know it's there but at the same time I'm not looking at it at all right you know what I mean so then in meditation you embrace that and you look at it and I don't know I just thought that was really interesting because I just the way he said it that feeling you avoid all day and the fact that I knew instantly totally what that feel I knew exactly what he was talking about I think um I think that's why meditating is so hard for people yeah because I think it's 
it makes you sit with yourself. And I think for me, I don't necessarily love to sit with myself. Do you know what I mean? Because I get into these spirals or I get into that fine line of introspection and I, but I take it too far. I have like no self-control with it. And I'm also that's where really- it gets, it gets gnarly. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. And I'm really hard on myself when I do get sad like that because I feel like I'm regressing somehow you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I feel like oh but like last month you were feeling really good so like why are you feeling really bad now and then it like makes you feel bad like you're doing something wrong you know yeah yeah Um, but I mean going back to like I don't know man I think the what we're finding out by having this conversation is that mm-hmm. we don't have answers. No. There's this okay. There are no there's, answers actually. No. There's no answers. And I there's this video I had to watch for a class. It was the class was philosophy of science. And I know some people say philosophy and science do not go together at all. Some people say they go together hand in hand. I personally think it goes hand in hand, which I'm also going to just like, well, no, I, I I won't say that. Never mind. Okay. Anyways. So I had to watch this video for this class and basically it was, it, it's like a video from a, like, I don't know, a really old college lecture, I guess, from like maybe the seventies or something from this famous scientist. I kind of forget who it is. I could find it. I just do not know the name of it right now on the top of my head but basically he was saying like a lot of people have this perception that science is supposed to give you the correct answers like everything about science is like factual you know what I mean like this is the evidence these are the facts and you know and the whole purpose of science is to find these facts out and to find the truth in our universe do you know what I mean his he was like, but I think that's wrong. And basically what he was saying is like, I think is science is supposed to tell you everything that's false to show you the truth. But I think consistently we're always proving science wrong because it gets us closer to the truth. And I find that so interesting because you can apply that to this and like, we have no answers to anything you know like we really don't we have no idea what's going to happen in our lives but we have that's no- what we're doing right now we're, we're proving are- we're trying to get everything wrong and do everything wrong in order to find ourselves out does that make sense like 100 yes. dude that's a really yeah. sick analogy yeah um, yeah that's really sick because i mean there is no like great answer if we're talking about the science thing right like, there's no great answer they like in our lifetime at least there's no way we're gonna figure out what's going on with quarks and multiverses and the you know I've I've been watching these debates it's like um scientists will debate and it's, it's honestly really funny to watch about whether like uh whether or not string theory is is like something we should be wasting our time on or not Mm -hmm. because there are some scientists who are like string theory is a waste of time and others who are like no it is not it's it's 
getting us closer yeah um but like back to what we're trying to do like we're trying to figure out what's going on but we're not trying to find an answer we're just Mm -hmm. trying to kind of accept some sort of greater truth that we're uncovering as the adventure I guess yeah totally it's it's just so I don't know I think that honestly like this whole conversation has made me feel so much better good that's good I woke up really stressed and I feel a lot better now that's good I think you know as you're as we're growing up and we're going through these big life changes another thing that I always think about when I'm you know I start to feel overwhelmed with moving and all is that like time keeps going you keep going with the time so even if you know something doesn't work out the way you think it's going to does not mean you didn't get over it do you know what I mean like you're gonna move tomorrow you're gonna start driving and it's just gonna happen and before you realize it you're gonna be in Washington and you're gonna be like how did I just do that you know what I mean like you keep going with it and I think we spend so much time thinking about like anticipating the process and the, anticipating. yeah anticipating like how we're gonna do it like strategically and you know yeah. and it might not work out like that but it's going to work out you know what I mean I have yeah. the one thing that I've really learned in the past two years is that truly in some way shape or form you really do have to trust the process of whatever that looks like you really just got to trust it and trust your gut and I will promise you it will work out. Like there's not, there's never been a time where, you know, maybe one thing didn't go right. And I thought like, I'm like, Oh, and you know, when that one thing didn't go right, I was like, Oh, this isn't going to work out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then I get to like something else that can relate to that. And I'm like, I, if that didn't happen, I couldn't do this. You know what I mean? Like everything will work out in some way, shape or form. And you just really 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 have to trust the process and I know that's so hard and I know it's so hard to like not plan everything out like super strategically and like this is gonna happen at this time and this and this and this but okay and I'm about to quote this from a movie and I'm definitely going to botch it because I'm I don't know exactly how they phrased it but it's from the movie 20th century woman and she says something like if you like your life is not going to turn out how you think it is going to at all and like that is so true like so 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 true like your life is going to turn out completely different than how you planned it yeah and you just kind of need to accept that yeah you have to accept it it's like the only way you can move on you know what I mean yeah and kind of just like be okay with change because I know a lot of people are so afraid of change and change and this podcast so far may be a little bit like down and gloomy about change but I don't really think change is a bad thing. And I don't think, and I know it can be scary, but it also, it shouldn't be scary. You know what I mean? Like it's just doing something else. That's what it should. That's how you should just look at it. Like my thing about like something else. Going outside. Yeah. Going outside. Like sometimes I get weird anxiety about, but Mm -hmm. it's like, that is the same as me being scared about change or moving. Yeah, exactly. And it's nothing. And if you think about it this way, I learned this from a class too that um it was basically the argument of people if people are consistently changing on and on and on and one student was like yeah I don't think like 
you are not who you were at three years old. Do you know what I mean? And if you think about it, all of those cells that you had when you were three years old, I'm getting really scientific. I don't mean to, but all those cells that you had when you were three years old, you do not have anymore. They're gone. They are completely gone. You have new cells. So in a way you've changed and you didn't know that you changed that way, but you did it. And if you think that you did, you could do that. You grew up, you know, in a way you didn't think you could, but you did it. And if you think about that, when you're moving or when you're making a big life change, just think of it like that. If you're scared to make the change, just like, I've made so many changes. Why can't I do another one? You know what I mean? Yeah. You've done them subconsciously too. Like leaving yourselves behind at three years old. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Science. 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 I don't know why I was, I became Mr. Scientist today. I don't really know why, I but love it. <laughs> I love it. Mr. Scientist. Science is great. I really do love science. Maybe it's because I was watching planet earth last night. I don't know. I do love planet earth. David Attenborough. You're great. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I personally, like I said, I feel a lot better actually after talking about this and all of these things that we talked about, like they're always in the back of my mind, but it's hard for me to accept yeah. them sometimes, you know? Totally. Totally. I think but, also like another really scary thing about change and why it's so not like traumatizing to people, but I think it just like has a big effect on how they're going to act in their life. It's like, they don't, a lot of just people in general just don't like to know what they don't know already you know like they just don't like that they want to know what's going to happen they want to have that stability and I think stability is a huge thing about change and when you don't have stability you are a spiral well that's how for me it is like if I don't have stability I'm a mess if I do have stability I am great I'm awesome I don't have I have less anxiety it's the best feeling in the world but I don't like having stability because I feel like I get stuck in it, you know, and I feel like I can't move on. So I don't like that for it's like the grass is greener thing. Exactly. It is. But stability is a good thing. I'm not trying to denounce stability in any way. I just think stability has a huge effect of why change is so hard for people. Yeah, I agree. And if they're not like if they don't know what's to come, then that gives them the instability feeling and then they start to not like it. You know what I mean? People yeah. really like to be comfortable. Like that is just human humans, I guess for you. Yeah. People just really like to be comfortable. They do. Yeah. It's but so change cool. is good. I'm not here to say that change is bad. Change is really good. And you're going to move to Washington, Maddie, and you're going to be living with your mom and you're going to have the time of your life and you're going to be, so stoked to be there yeah and you haven't been with your mom in a while so it's gonna be a good thing yeah well um this has been a really this has been one of my favorite episodes we've done me too i really enjoyed this episode yeah um we hope you guys all did too yeah have you been should we ask should we ask the question should we ask what have you been reading or watching (laughs) Um, I have actually been doing neither of those things and I have been listening to music. So I'm going to give some really good. Okay. Yeah. Listen to music or not listen to music, share your music. That's what I meant to say. Okay. So first two, I'm going to put y'all on Janis Joplin. 
okay. she is incredible all of her she's everything she's ever everything mm-hmm. she ever did it was incredible janice joplin number one anything by her uh me and bobby mcgee is really good by her um heart the band heart and oh. you know they're the ones that do brian they do barracuda like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that song yeah so they do that but they do a lot of other really really cool stuff too um so put, putting you all on heart and Janis Joplin, and also um gem uh a woman named gem uh i don't really know much about her but she has a song called come on oh it's spelled j-e-m and she okay. has a song called come on closer and they and both okay. of those songs are super good i've been listening to those a lot um and then I've also been listening to Pictures of You by The Care a lot. Um, and Carolina in My Mind by James Taylor. And those have been my like go-to songs. Your go-to songs? And go-to I kind of want to, I think we might need to start adding this. Like we need to add yeah. music on top of like every week, you know? Yeah. Because I have some good songs for you as well. Um, for the Broskies. Oh, and- Free by um, that song we found from Lute. The show loot oh yes that's a good one who's it by i forget who it's by it's called Free, though i think wait i was, just I was i've the... been listening to pictures of you a lot because i was reminded of it when it came on that show we oh brian and i were just Free. It's, actually, it's actually oh yeah so yeah we watched a show called loot and that show it's on apple tv and it has the best soundtrack ever yeah, but and it has Maya Rudolph and she's yeah, so awesome. It, it's awesome. Um yeah. that song free is by Denise Williams. It's fire. It's a really yeah. good song. Yeah. Um some of the songs that I've been listening to as of late, I just found this song and they showed it to Maddie and she really liked it. Um her name is Natalie Bergman. Oh and yes. Oh this song gosh, is this called woman is incredible. Wait, I don't want to play the whole song keep those teardrops from falling yes yeah. keep those teardrops from falling so good natalie berkman i love her voice everybody it's needs to listen to that song yeah. right now um another song that i've been so so obsessed with is um <clears throat> where is it what's it called what's it called okay it's called chewing gum and it's by cotton jones it's so good it will make you want to dance. It's very like old tiny. I don't know, jazzy. I don't know. I love it. It's so good. One of my favorite songs. And then just I've been obsessed with this song for I can't even tell you how long. It's been so long, but I love it so much. I sing it at the top of my lungs every time I hear it. It's Will I See You Again by the Sacred Souls. It just hits. It's one of those songs that just doesn't get old. It just hits so. Good. You know what other song doesn't get old? "Shake It Out" by Florence and the Machine. Yes, we were talking about this. It's it yeah. is such a good song. When that song comes on, also like "Dog Days" by her. Oh yeah, Florence so good. Kills so good, so good. Um, yeah. Another song that I've also been really into is. Um, watch your mouth by the backstreet backstreet no backseat lovers okay that's a good yeah really really good song but what i've been reading um i've been reading little women for fall 
it's given the fall vibes and it's so good. I just love it. I love Little Women. I love the movie. I love the book so far. I haven't finished it, but it's so good. And I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. And a show I've been watching or a movie. Oh, I have a movie recommendation. It's called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I was just telling you about it. It's on Apple TV and it has Dakota Johnson in it. Um, The guy, I don't remember his name or anyone else in the cast his name. Oh, Leslie Mann's in it. But it's just a really good, it's, you know what? It's such a good movie if you listen to this podcast because it's a lot about change and feeling lost in your 20s. The guy's like a 22-year-old, just graduated from college, does not know what to do with his life. Perfect movie um, to watch, and it's really good. And it will make you Brian cry. said I remind her of the main guy. Yes, because he's very fun. Um, and you can start the party with the kids at the bar mitzvahs. If you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we're watching. Unless you wait, have you watch been watching anything else? Uh no. I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. So oh, that's great. I get in these phases where like sometimes I really love TV, then I hate it. Yeah, sometimes I, I really love last yeah, the last yeah. pod. How we go through these like cycles of getting yeah. yeah. Sometimes I get into that Minecraft phase, you know. I'm oh, not yeah. I haven't had that yet happen to me in a while. It's gonna sure. come though. It's going to come. I know. I just yeah. have to like, open it up and then I'll be obsessed for a while. Yeah. I just saw this video. This is kind of off topic. Not really. But I saw this video of someone on Minecraft made the entire universe. Like made all the galaxies, made all like made Earth, made all, like it was insane. I was like, how is this possible? That's so cool. So cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I mean obviously they're like a pro Minecrafter in order to do that, it's but survival? like survival. I don't I don't think so. I think it was creative because they were like oh. flying around. Unless you can you fly in survival? I don't I'm not like you can that. Fly in-, in survival if you have Elytra. Okay, so but. I mean maybe, but it was so wild. And then another video I saw, um, they made starry night by van gogh but like in minecraft it was so cool that's yeah yeah if you just like i think if you just google it you'll probably find it but yeah well guys we really appreciate you listening um yeah we love you guys and we had a really good time talking about all this stuff today we hope that i hope that maybe today you feel a little bit better yeah if you're going through some more similar stuff as us then I also hope that you feel better. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off right there. It's my bad. No, you're good. <laughs> um, well, well skis, broskies, well skis. <laughs> well skis, broskies. Thank you guys. This is uh, Mr. Scientist and Maddie signing off here. Yeah. Um, basically. And we just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. And if you want to like and subscribe to the show, you are more than welcome to. No one's forcing you, but you're more than welcome to. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to leave us a review or rate the show, we also will appreciate that. And if you could take our survey, it would be so helpful. We um, much appreciate it. It helps us know what you guys want to hear and it helps us keep this podcast growing. So that is awesome. So if you want to hear more episodes, take that survey. It's very short and very fun to take. I'm just going to put that out there. I take it all the time. 
<laughs> um, and it will be linked in our show notes. And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on our social media. Um, our Instagram is NAMI underscore OC. Our TikTok is NAMI underscore OC. Our Facebook is NAMI Orange County. Our YouTube is NAMI Orange County. And if you just want to give us a holler or give us a little chat, a message, yeah. any of the above, um, you can email us at anxiety sucks at NAMIOC.org. Um, again, all of these will be linked in the show notes, so you will not have to remember them from my voice, um, if that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, you can find us there and we really love you guys and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yep. Thank Peace you. Peace out. Thank you, Broskies. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Anxiety Sucks. If you like this show, please rate and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps more people find the show and helps us share our message of mental wellness to people in our community. If you want to hear more of Anxiety Sucks, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Anxiety Sucks is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical or psychiatric advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Anxiety Sucks is funded by the OC Healthcare Agency through the Mental Health Services Act.